Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. Pay attention to him. And hello, this is the Say What Show. It's December 16th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard. And um, Jan Shaw's here. It, did Mona check in yet? Nope. I haven't heard. No, nope, she's not checked in. So, um, okay. Well, she's not checked in. I hope she gets here. But, uh, yeah, she she's having physical problems, too. Health problems. Walt is uh, not going to be here. He's, um, well, his health is not that good because he's under such stress about his mom. So we'll see how it pans out. He actually apologized to me. He said, I, sorry, I'm not so positive. Because, <laughs> you know, he's the one that gets out there and talks about positivity. And um, the fact of the matter is, is sometimes life gives you more than you can chew. And that's, I mean, it's just a fact. And some of the strongest of us might have times where we stumble. But please, just keep fighting it. Keep fighting it. Keep fighting to get back to that good spot. Oh, Mona is here. Hey, Mona. Good to, good that you're here. Hi. Okay. So, um, anyway, uh, Dolly had put together a... Um, a list of things for this show and so we're going to start out with her list um one of the reasons that jan is here is because she begged me to let her on <laughs> and she, <laughs> she, she she very graciously from england said if you need me I'll, I'll be there and i said well i may need you because at the time that we're doing this there's no rain it's nice here i mean not nice it's been raining for a week but there is a huge amount of water coming at us. So the cat, the car is at Sandy's house. The dog is at Sandy's house. And it could be that this thing will hit. It's saying, I don't even know what it's saying now. It was supposed to be starting up about now. But um, I may have to let those girls take it over all by themselves without me. Because I may have to be doing the final prep that I have to do when this house is about to go underwater, which I, I, I don't see any other way. I, I mean, well, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to see a miracle, but lately uh, the miracles are few and far between, it seems, except when you listen to Jan Shaw. And I highly recommend that you listen to her show. I do it every week because every week it's an amazing show. And after hearing it, I actually, uh, my spirits were raised because there's a lot of good things going on. And um, Dolly, I know you have a good thing <laughs> on your list, but where would you like to start? I'm pasting this stuff for about the good one in the chat room now. I got two pictures of the little boy. I just put in the uh, website for it. It is, it was, uh, it's boy who started food bank in his shed now opens holiday gift bank for hundreds of poor kids. And the article's by Andy Corribly, December 14, 2023. Here we go. 
I don't think you need a Kleenex this time. Uh, I made it through without blubbering. Last year, Good News Network reported on the kind heart of 11-year-old Isaac Winfred, who opened a food bank in his garden shed to help the poor during COVID-19 lockdowns. Now Isaac is preparing to open a gift bank for moms and dads who can't afford presents for their children, in addition to a fifth Shedborn food bank. December is a big month for Isaac. It's his birthday month, but there's also Christmas and the anniversary of the launch of his food bank, which he started with money from his birthday. He went on to open additional food banks in his hometown of Redditch Redditch in Worcestershire, England. Boy, I bet I butchered that. Worcestershire. That's it, what Jan said. After (laughs) realizing how many people in his community needed a helping hand. His gift bank opened last week after enlisting the help of the local Greenland pub to store the hundreds of toys and gifts for needy families he's received from donors. Christmas can be a stressful time, and Isaac wanted to help as many people as possible have a celebration without worrying about what is under the tree. said his mother, Claire. Even though there might not be one, right? Yeah, well, yeah. He is absolutely ecstatic, seeing his shelves full of toys and gifts for families. His dedication to his weekends and spare time to helping is the best Christmas present he could have asked for. According to Claire, they had 200 children arrive on the first day of their present bank. The response had been phenomenal. We'll be holding present bank days another three times at this same pub and put on more dates if there's still the demand, says Claire. We've had baby toys, books, dolls, teddies, Nerf guns, Blankets, toiletries, there's just a bit of everything here. It has all been quite overwhelming to see. The fifth food bank has been opened alongside the YMCA, and the support we've had for that has been incredible also. Anyone with toys or food to donate can find all the links on the Friends of Isaac Food Bank page on Facebook. That's it. I made it. <laughs> Good for you. You see, we're not all bad in the UK. <laughs> oh, I didn't say you were. No, no. I know. Oh. <laughs> Just some of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Rishi Sunak, but we won't go there. No, it's not that far from me, actually. Um, it's a Midlands town. Uh, Redditch and uh, well it's it's a little way away but Worcestershire we have lots of weird names in or weird pronunciations in England you know like Gloucester which is spelt 
like Gloucester and all sorts of things. So it really throws people off. <laughs> so have you been to his bank? No, no, it's not that close oh. to me. I didn't even know about it actually. So until you you just told us about it. So Oh. It's probably well, an hour away from me. I hope a bunch of people go there. Yeah, I'll share it on my, uh, I'll make a note of the link and I'll share it on my Facebook page. Oh, I see this. I wanted to do this. Oh, the angels put this right up in front of my face. So I'm going to do this. I'm changing the topic right now, y'all. Let me post this in chat. Paste. Okay, now if you go to that link, what I am going to say is uh, proved out. Oops, I keep doing that. Uh, I found this today on X, but I didn't think I needed to do all the copy-paste stuff. Uh, <clears throat> it says, China says, no, 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 wrong one. Hunter Biden very obviously has been replaced. Now, I'm saying this. The China thing is what was on X, and I do have all the thingies. Um, but I was shocked. I was watching uh, this clip on TV, and it showed Hunter Biden either in front of the Capitol. It's in front of the Capitol, I think it was, not or a courthouse. I don't know which. And... I did not recognize the people they were showing. I just happened to hear the reporter say Hunter Biden, and I thought, Hunter Biden. Oh, he's going to court or review. I didn't know. So I started paying attention, and they were saying Hunter Biden's refusing to go to court, even though he's in front of where he's supposed to go. And, and I'm thinking, well, where is he? Aren't they going to show him? They were showing these other two men. Uh, Hunter Biden was one of them, supposedly. I'm telling you, if people don't see this, they have to be completely blind. It, this is not Hunter anymore, and it's so freaking obvious. So anyway, I gave you my proof. I'm done with Hunter. I want to Oh, leave. yeah. He he's definitely not the same person, just like Biden is. And what he did was he um, made a speech uh, on the Senate side of the Capitol, because what I was reading uh, is that well he was due to um, testify in a closed um, room or whatever it is to the House, um, and I don't know what committee it was, I can't remember. And if if he'd been on the other, on the House side of the Capitol, he could have been arrested for not appearing in front of the committee because it was within their jurisdiction. But he very sneakily set up his podium uh, on the Senate side which meant that he was outside of the jurisdiction of the House. So he could make his speech, which is obviously a load of BS, without um, any repercussions, even though the committee is now going to, um, you know, 
um, file contempt of Congress charges. So he's, uh, and it's so interesting because his statement was that his his father wasn't involved in any business, any financial, wasn't involved fi financially with his business. And I think one, one CNN or one of the other mainstream media cut out the financial bit to make it sound like he wasn't involved with Hunter's business activities at all. And then there was a big hoo-ha because um, Kareen thingy, you know, the press secretary, Kareen, whatever else, she said, she actually said that Joe Biden was aware of what he was going to say at the, you know, at his um, press conference or his announcement. So there's a big hoo-ha going on to say, well, if Joe Biden was aware, then he was complicit in uh, Hunter defying the subpoena to appear before the committee. And therefore, that implicates him even more because he is um, almost an accessory after Hunter being in contempt. So there's all sorts of interesting things going on from this. I must say it's quite fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I pasted, copied and pasted everything else I really, 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 really wanted to say tonight. So, um, well, carry the, on. There's a message from China says detect, it's detected. Oh, what the hell is that? Hold on a minute. Something's happening here. Where did that come from? I don't know. I seriously don't know. Okay. Uh, okay, China uh, says detected seven people infected with new COVID variant JN.1. And my thought is just nothing got one. Uh, that's what those... JN initials tamper and Dolly World. And uh, <laughs> like com it. coming to a doctor's office near you is that cartoon that is pasted above uh, uh, above the type that's there about China. Um, hold on, let me. I can't figure that out. Well, anyway, I. I what I saw in the picture was an arrow through a guy's head who's sitting on the table in the doctor's office. And I can't read what it says. No, it's a bit small, actually. I can't read it either. Well, this is crazy because I could read it when I copied it. Well, anyway, it said something to the effect about, okay, I see the arrow sticking through your head, but I'm going to declare you have COVID. <laughs> so that's the way our life goes. The next one that I have, let me get this down. Um, news. This I just saw. Judge hits pause on Trump federal 
election case over presidential immunity appeal. This December 13th was posted by Daniel Barnes and Derry Gregorian. Um, you can you can find the uh, link to it in that thing after the word Gregorian. It starts out right away HTTPS. If you take copy that and paste it in a thing, you can read about that. And um, I'm done, and I have to be back in a few minutes because I got to figure something out. Okay, so my understanding of that is that um, Trump filed an appeal saying that he was immune to the prosecution because he had presidential immunity because what they were charging him with were things that he did while he was still president, i.e. when he, uh, you know, January 6th and everything, because he was still president until... Biden, the fake president, was inaugurated on the 21st. So Jack Smith, um, so Jack Smith, um, I think the appeal went to um, well, just uh, point, the, the, an intermediate court. Just point, but wait, Jack, wait, wait. just point out that Jack Smith is the prosecutor. Yes. Okay, the prosecutor. So, because it gets confusing. I got confused about this. <laughs> Listen to it. Okay, so you've got the appeal that the uh, Trump's team made to the Supreme Court. Um, no, I, actually, no, he didn't. That's the point. What happened is... To the appellate court. They went yes. to the appellate court. And, and it was Jack Smith, the prosecutor, okay. right. who was now appeal gone over the appellate court to the Supreme Court thinking that that would be a way to expedite the the you know the the re resolution of this appeal but what he's done is he's shot himself in the foot because what they're saying is this is likely to now drag out until well after the 2024 election so it's, um, you know, they keep shooting themselves in the foot. It's quite amusing, actually. <laughs> and that's what Dolly was citing, was the judge in that case, who we know was responsible for locking up a whole lot of the January 6th people. She was forced into suspending the trial because he, the Supreme Court said, okay, we'll take a look at it. Mm. And that's yes. what Dolly was referencing. So, right. it, it, but it is, it's like, you know, when, when all these court cases came out, my first reaction was like, oh, this is being staged by the white hats. These are all white hat players because it was so stupid. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And so I look at this now and I go, oh, wow. You know, it, it, you, you it's still it's still just as stupid. I mean, it's like now all all the Trump team did is say, is he can he be brought on to this court because of the see what he's banking or what they what they think. I mean, I think it's all play acting. But what they're saying is that 
in the Constitution it says that the President of the United States cannot be brought up on charges, in other words, criminal charges, while he is President of the United States. Hmm. And, you know, so it's like, that's what they're saying. This all happened while Trump was still in the presidency. So is there any jurisdiction with this court trying to do this? And, you know, this was another thing, is the Supreme Court promised to look at it, not Mm. take it. You know, and so that to me was like, okay, look at it. So it's still not under the, I don't think it would fall under the jurisdiction. I'm not a lawyer. But, you know, that made me tweak a little bit. Is this under the jurisdiction of the Supreme Court if they're only going to look at it and not actually, you know, commit to taking it? But that was the excuse that this, you know, supposedly woke leftist judge, and I'm sure maybe she was. But, you know, one of the things that I used to talk about early in the game was that, especially the COVID situation, it was... You have to give people an excuse to do the right thing. So what I meant by that is that you put up a situation where the consequences of you not doing something, okay, is greater than the bribes, the money, the threats, the blackmail that has gotten you to that point. Because I don't think that every single person out there is brain dead because they seem like it i think they've been bought off in one way or another yeah i think there's some people in there that are just looking for a good excuse to do the right thing and when this judge made that because she she was she, she the appellate court would have said probably well the supreme court's got jurisdiction but she shut it down right away now she Saved the dates in her schedule to have this continue. But now it's in the hands of SCOTUS, Supreme Court, that, you know, all they have to do if if they, because, you know, I mean, my experience with them up to this time is that either they're playing very crafty legal maneuvering or they're a bunch of cowards. If 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 they're a bunch of cowards, then... They they just have to not make a decision right away. They can put it on the docket, like you said, a year out, mm. which is typical for a Supreme Court situation. Now, they look like, why are you doing this? But hey, at this point, they don't seem to care. You know, so they could take it off of the because that that's what Smith was afraid of. He was afraid that the time to take this Trump appeal to the appellate court and then have the appellate court say go screw yourself no you're you you have to be tried and then be able to use that appellate decision to go to the supreme court by that time the um uh, super tuesday voting uh, uh, primary voting would have already happened and they want to get Trump off of the, make him lose the Republican primary. And, but what they're not, I mean, I don't know how the hell he could. He's 70%, 70 points more than, he's got 70 points. Everybody else has got, you know, the rest of it. 
it's it's not going to happen because every time they do this, his supporters say, "Say we told you so, we told you so," you know. So um, they were. This was a, and again, it's a stupid move. It's a very stupid move. Because it's a desperate move. It's a desperate <laughs> one. And but if you're a white hat, it would have been the move I think I would have made. Well, let's just get it up to Supreme Court. Let's just take it out of the equation. I mean, one by one, these cases are getting knocked out. That but it's like three- the art of war, isn't it? It's like oh, make the 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 people, you know, the the opponents basically put themselves in a position to lose the war which is what they're doing because of the desperation it's very very interesting it i is. think you i think you mentioned dimension, dimensional chess on on your show you mm. know it is 5d chess yeah 5d chess and and the other concept of observer mm. if you don't stay in the position of observer. You can't see all the moves on the on the chessboard, because it's not just one side and then the other side. It's multi-dimensional, so you have to concentrate on five dimensions. You know, and how are you going to do that if you're picking sides? The only sane place to be if you are a superior human being. In the fact that you've got a, a soul that's gone through this, a soul that that said, "Hey, I'll volunteer," and you're yeah. playing the game. You're playing the game, you know, based on what the game is, not what people think it is. You know, then you the only place you can stand is in the position of observer. Otherwise, you can't play. You can't watch the game. No, you, know? you have to be detached. Otherwise, you get pulled into the minutiae with your emotional reaction you know you're reactive you you lose that ability to actually observe things objectively with critical thinking and everything else and you know that's what we see so much with the woke people you know they're all into reaction i'm offended and you know they come out with insults and attacks but there's no um credible argument behind what they're saying there's no there's no debate it's just attack so you know they've lost before they even start well you sure see a lot of strange things out there concerning yeah here comes the rain it's probably i was gonna say i can hear the rain now on your roof (laughs) Right, right, right. That was part of it. I, if, I, based on how much was coming down, I said they may not even be able to hear me on the radio. Um, did, did Dolly get back? No, not yet. Not yet. But not. what I was going to say was I was going to remind people about um, what what was reported by definitely one of the anons way back, not long after... Trump was elected in 2016. So, you know, in 2017, after he'd been inaugurated, he did this tour where he basically got capitulation from many, many countries in terms of we're taking down the dark side, 
which side are you on? And I mean, there were things like when he met with Saudi Arabia and, oh, I've forgotten the name of the the, the head of the Saudi family now, but he actually had the rest of the family arrested. Trump was uh, given this ceremonial sword to do the dance, which was absolutely unheard of for anybody other than part of the Saudi royal family to do. And, yeah, thank you in chat, Bin Salman. Um he had the Queen walking meekly behind him. He had the Pope looking like it was the end of the world. And he had the, um, I think it was the EU, who were all crowded round and really pissed off with him. And he was just sat there with his arms folded. And he took the whole lot down. And so I still absolutely believe that we are seeing a movie playing out because the main players have all got, I mean, let's face it, Trump said, we have it all. You know, the the dark side, we're using surveillance and um, everything to capture all this information without thinking that their information or their communications were also being captured. And they say that Space Force was more to do with cyberspace and having the ability to surveil everything. So these people that are having to act out these parts to awaken the general public to get them into a position where they're not going to be absolutely blown out of their minds by what's happening is, is just an incredible strategy. And that's why we're seeing these clones, these um, body doubles, these actors playing a part because ultimately I truly believe that the white hats are in control and look at the people, look at the, the corruption, the people that are being exposed across the world. And now you're seeing um, new leaders come in to take out the, the, the dark side communist leaders like Ar- in Argentina. And you've got, mem- you've got leaders in Eastern Europe particularly who are saying, We are not going to support Ukraine anymore. Hungary is the latest one. You've got many, many countries and MEPs standing up to the agenda of the EU, which was a Nazi setup years ago. And so this this is a gradual takedown of everything that the dark side has set up and thought was there. Um, their route to controlling the world and it's all falling apart it's wonderful and that's why I always say you know look at the positive here don't look at oh my god this is coming out and oh my god this is coming out and this is so terrible think about it as it's positive that it's all being revealed I mean it was it was all going on before it was just hidden now it's out in the open
it's um it's it's a strange place we live in that's all i'm gonna say you know it's like oh i'm trying to think of i mean there's so many bizarre things that you see on fox network you know they they don't hold any punches they go and they look at this crazy ass stuff that you know in a different world you wouldn't even spend your time on but it's so insane that you you kind of have to it's like uh what what are they doing with uh what is it that they're doing something really really bizarre in washington i think it's washington state one of those states up there maybe you remember it it what jeez i i can't remember exactly what it was but that's the problem there's so many weird things that are happening i should take notes <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah i should take notes i don't know what you're talking about with washington state that doesn't ring any bells with me i must say i'm trying to think maybe it'll come to me in a bit here um mona do you have any subject that you would like to just kind of throw out there that we can talk about is there something that you because you go through an awful lot of research on your shows no not really no nothing no. nothing standing out huh yeah. <laughs> well would you like to comment on on this segment of the show no hmm. i don't follow the politics say again i don't follow the politics you don't follow the politics. Well, let's let's shift it then, because um, the SETI thing that was very mm-hmm. interesting. I'm back. Oh, yes. she's back. Okay, you took care of whatever you needed to take care of. Yes. Oh, why good. Are you, why are you whispering? I don't know why I said whispered yes, but I just wanted to whisper. I was back. I didn't <laughs> want to interrupt. <laughs> No, we were just going to change the subject. Oh, uh, good. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Do you have another subject that you had there? No. 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 I'm all taken care of. Thank you. Okay. All right. Good. Um, this, this, The ET connection to everything. Mm-hmm. Can you... See, all I know about them is that they're somewhere where in Oregon or upper California and it's a place where there's a tremendous amount of UFO sightings um, I saw this one thing there where uh, let's see who was it I'm trying to think of who it was but they, it, I don't I, oh yeah I do it's that guy from Britain this scientist from Britain that was part of the government that got into U, UFOs and now he's a big UFO ancient alien guy. And he went there and he went out in the, you know, into watching for the UFOs. But at the same time, they had two remote viewers that were back at the home station, nice and cozy in their different places, you know. And so they filmed and they did. They saw a bunch of UFOs and, you know, stuff happened up there. But what was intriguing about it was that the remote viewers at the same time that because they were you know it was all coordinated by the clock you know oh we're three at 6 30 or whatever they they started to uh see something and you know that's when the 
remote viewers would say at 6.30, I'm getting this image in my head, you know, that type of thing. It was really very accurate. He was kind of like a little befuddled by it. Um, so that that's about the, the, the my extent of knowing what happens on that ranch. So can you explain more about what you know and and how, how I mean, how are they getting this information? Do they actually see the ETs or what, what's the story there? James Gilliland with the SETI has been calling in and connecting with um, UFOs and and the ETs for years, apparently. Part of this I didn't include because I didn't have that much time. Um, but he, he does talk about this a little bit in his latest um, newsletter, but also... I'm not sure where he is located now because I think he's he's now in Hawaii because in the in this update he mentioned um, I'm right as I'm writing this a 5.1 quake just hit Kaloa on the Big Island not too far from us and I know he was setting up um, another um, base in Hawaii, and I think that's where he is. Um, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Portland or Washington State where he was based before. But he says, UFOs have been appearing around the world in record numbers with videos much clearer than the fuzzy tic-tac the UFO community and controlled narrative is raving about. And a lot of what he says is that the... UFO community again is full of grifters basically that you know they've jumped on the bandwagon and I've heard things said about Stephen Greer who's um, you know quite a big name in in the UFO community that perhaps he's not everything he purports to be anyway we just don't downloaded off our camera 818 videos of UFOs taken in three months. It'll be available soon. Um, what? You haven't heard of a SETI with over 40 years of documented contact? The knowledge of who is on the ships, their intentions, their origins, some are ancient ancestors. Could it be because of the controlled narratives, the poses and shills, morally challenged people? in the UFO community are involved in the censorship and cover-up. The Rockefeller Initiative Gang and Luciferian money financing the disclosure movements and conferences that have become carnivals. Why would the war and disease profiteers want you to contact spiritually and technologically advanced off-worlders who have conquered war, disease, poverty, with advanced healing technology, fuelless energy, anti-encounter gravity. Have you figured out the forces behind the censorship, the controlled narrative? Beware of planned opposition. Those screaming against the government cover-up are often on the payroll. You do not need a middleman for God or to contact spiritually and technologically advanced off-worlders. All one has to do is rise to the occasion. Do your own research. Stop depending on cor corrupt institutions that do the opposite of their mandates. 
Raise your frequency by healing and releasing the past. So um, I think, as I say, he's, he's certainly got a base in Hawaii now. I, don't, I think he's got two. This was an additional one, but I'm not absolutely sure about that. But, I mean, he has, um, you know, he runs these, like, weekends where he has people come and and they literally, you know, start to communicate with the good ETs, of course, not not the nasty ones. How do they know they're the good ones and not the nasty ones pretending to be good? Well, because they read the energy. Just like we do. We know when something feels good or not, don't okay, we? Okay, thanks. Yeah, I mean, if if we read the energy and we are we can discern through intuition whether something feels right or not, they would do the same thing. You know, there's a, the other thing that um, was interesting was that in one of your, one of the things you read that uh, Bigfoots are being seen more and more. Now, it had seemed to me that way, but what was that about? That was saying that they were appearing more because we got so um, divorced from nature. Uh, on the lighter side, Bigfoot has been appearing with major sightings documented on game cams, camera phones and GoPros. In the Native American belief, when Bigfoot appears to you, it's saying you have veered too far away from nature, lost your spirit connection. Can't argue that one. And, um, you know, if you think about it, I would say um, many people are not in in connection with their spiritual self. And look, you know, we've talked about the the COVID shots, the kill shots, and how people have reported how they've just felt separated from their spiritual side. And we've seen people who just seem to have lost all rationality and are completely reactive. They get into a rage. They're emotionally unhinged, uh, which, of course, was probably part of the original intention because, you know, the the establishment doesn't want you to have a connection with your spirit, with your higher consciousness, because then you see through all the crap. So, you know, the fluoride. Plus the fact they want their souls. Yeah. But, I mean, with the chemtrails, with the fluoride in the water, with the crap that's in the vaccines, with the diets, everything, not to mention the COVID shots, they're trying, and, and also the indoctrination through organised religion, which I'm not a fan of at all, that, well, you, you can't, I mean, even the Pope came out and said, you mustn't try and contact Jesus directly. You must go through us. It's all this. We have to be the intermediary because we're going to tell you what we want you to know and not what you're going to get directly from spirit. So, 
Um, you know, it's it's they're scared to death of people getting in touch with their spirit. And I mean, Nancy, you know, you know from your background that the military, the intelligence services have been developing the um the metaphysical abilities of people through remote viewing and all sorts. I mean, it's like the movie, The Men That Stare at Goats, which was supposedly a satire, but it was actually telling the truth about the power of consciousness. And I've said many times, well, if people knew how to remote view, we'd all be able to see what they were doing and the jig would be up because we'd know it all, you know, but they want to... They want to conceal that ability from, you know, the man or woman in the street because it's a threat. Absolutely, it's a threat because, the well, I mean, psychic ability is not anything that's really woo-woo at all. Mm-mm. It's it's the same thing that they used to use in Native, Native America, okay? It was like you the people had an instinct. They knew where the where the where the uh, food was. They knew. They just felt it. They were going with it. They're 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 already you know whatever mechanism. It wasn't something that modern human beings have. So they have tried to to dampen our ability to interact with <laughs> the nature, and specifically by screwing up the energy fields around us. Mm. You know, how can you pick and choose which is a natural one compared to what's out there? Um, one of the things I do want to point out, because it was asked by uh, Dr. Merritt, uh, Radio 5G, this last uh, show here, that's in the archives and in the podcast, and on, yes, it's on Rumble, it's on the Cosmic Reality Rumble station, I highly recommend you listen to that. You don't have to listen to Mark and I if you don't want, but please listen to these doctors because they were talking about terrain versus virus theory. And the terrain theory is that everything that you see that's a symptom of like flu or being sick is actually a symptom of your body trying to detoxify. Mm. And there is no such thing as a virus, period. It's never been found, never been isolated. I mean, there's so much information about that 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 it's stunning. Um, And and they tell you why it looks like a contagion. I mean, it's just full of amazing information that, yes, I knew the basics of both theories. I thought the train was a much saner one. But there were problems with it. And they answered it. So I highly recommend you listen to that. But the concept is is that you've got all these flu these all these flu symptoms and it's detoxification. And it can co- be occurring because of the water, the food, the electromagnetic all around us, or somebody else that has got the blue beam system already in their body because they took uh, not just the, sh- the original shots, but all these uh, boosters or whatever they call them. Mm. Uh, you can get it off of them. You can just get it off of somebody that is actually so toxified, like w- with the measles. Okay, something something sets off the measles, 
And it's it, one of the things they pointed out was that people used to take their kids and put them together so they'd all catch the measles at the same time. Yeah, one, chicken pox, chicken pox parties. Yeah, chicken, <laughs> chicken pox, right. So I think it might have been chicken pox. I, I went to measles, but it was probably chicken pox. But the it thing was it, both. It was mm. both. Okay, thank yep. you. Yep. But but the thing about it that made, you know, and that was one of the things that made me question the terrain thing, uh, the contagious question. But what they were pointing out is this, and this is really fascinating. One of the doctors said, look, it, when you get the, that particular things, pox or measles, you are a child. Mm. And that is a time where your system is in overdrive. So you're more susceptible to the toxins because your system is growing and, you know, it's just a simple matter of it's spending all its time trying to grow and it's not working to protect you from the toxins. And that by putting you in the same room with somebody that has got that toxicity, that person isn't breathing out the toxin of a virus. They're breathing out a toxin whatever that toxin happens to be that starts this whole program, right? Now, that makes sense to me. But what they did miss was the fact that you could be actually sending out, out an electromagnetic signal that is a signal that is toxic to your body, uh, to everybody's body. And toxicity is simply a, a matter of rotation of molecules and energy that is in opposite to biological life. You know, your cells are spinning one way and this all these toxins are spinning the other. So get your shungite. I'm not going to get into it, but get the shungite. So what they what they one of the doctors said to uh, the others is that okay, we know that one of the primary driving forces of this breakdown in the toxicity is actually the telecommunications and electric systems. Is there anything that we can do to not have to tear these things down? What what can be done, you know, with them? And they're missing again. You know, you put a Shungite device on the stuff and it starts rotating correctly and you take down the power on especially the Wi-Fi 5G thing and you reprogram it with healing energy instead of bad energy. It's, a, it's an easy fix. And then they got off on the subject of um, that, and I had heard this too. You know that wall that Trump made. Uh, somebody did this whole layout of the 5G system and what was happening in the United States and in in Central and South America, and the the Trump wall was going right through the path of all these things. How they all s- sort of connect, and that wall, if you think about it, looks weird. It's a weird wall. Well, they said, and it was said back when he was building it, that it was actually designed to affect the uh, 5G signal. And I'm not sure if that's true, but, you know, I mean, there's there's things technologically out there. What I'm saying is that nothing that they have done to us from a technological standpoint, the buildup of the toxicity, it can be mitigated, every single bit of it, very, very quickly. And one of the keys is Shanghai, um, which is... Well, it was reported that um, Trump had done something to 
remove the um, the toxic element of 5G, that he'd, he'd, he'd done something to stop it having a detrimental effect on people. Um, I mean, the other thing is, I still come back to the power of the mind and that if, uh, and this is how I stay healthy, I'm convinced of it, that I don't get dragged into thinking, oh my God, this is dangerous. Oh my God, I'm at risk. Oh, fear, fear, fear. I just don't even give it another thought. And I, I just focus on, that ain't going to bother me. That's not going to affect me. And, you know, this is the thing when the, there is, this is about being the detached observer, that you need to be able to observe information that's coming to you that might on the surface appear negative without buying into it with your belief system that your belief system is the most powerful element of manifestation. If you believe in something, you're going to manifest it. So if you believe something is toxic, if you believe you're going to get COVID, if you believe in anything, it's going to actually turbo drive any manifestation of exactly what you're focused on. So, I mean, I'm in a brand new house with a smart meter. And I know that potentially because and in fact the whole house is wired for smart stuff but it's like that ain't gonna affect me i'm just not gonna buy into that i'm not gonna use half of it and it and i've got flipping um wind turbines that i can see from my back patio and you can hear it and i imagine that's probably creating you know, fields of energy, but I I just refuse to put my attention on it. And I'm just here in my nice, cozy, it's almost like I've got, what's what's the name of it when you put that shield around you? Um, oh, um, something, you can get it for wallets and all sorts of things. Um, it's like a shield that goes around you that protects you from all the radiation, everything. I just have this view that that's what I've got around me. Even though it's not a physical thing, it's it's an energetic thing. No, 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 it's a something field. Um, Oh, goodness, I can't remember. I mean, they're saying that there were houses on um, in Hawaii where they had that mass fire that survived because they got this, um, they surrounded the house with this field that would block the DWs. So I wish I could remember the name. I can probably find it in the break. So I'll, uh, I will look it up. But yeah, it's belief is, is so powerful. You could either believe that you're at risk or you believe that you're not. And it makes a huge difference. Um, for those people that are back up, the station 
just dropped the uh, the call. It's back up again. But some people got knocked out. Uh, let me just put this in there. Uh, stop and start recording. For those people, some some people out. Well, you can't hear me if you need to do it. I'm hoping they see. Uh, you know, see see the the chat room message. I apologize for that. You, you people that are listening to replays, you won't have hear, heard it because we it won't it just won't be on the recording. Um, Yasmin's saying from the chat, Jan, that's exactly how my mom and I saved her home during the Paradise fires. We put a protection bubble around it. Mm. I, I, I I'm going to say something. Now, I I'm, I'm firmly believe that what you're saying is absolutely true. However, I think that what you're missing in thinking about it is the fact that this radiation is very, very real. This radiation is not just affecting the human beings. It's affecting the plants. It's affecting the, you know, everything in the micro microorganism area. The, all the, the, the stuff that's in the soil, everything, everything. And it's, you know, these, you know, you're a little bug down there in the soil and all of a sudden you start to fry because the 5G is in your area. And I don't care how much you put out, you know, they don't have the ability to be able to do this. It's a human thing. And for human beings also, you can say, yeah, it's not going to bother me, but you get weakened. For any reason that you don't even know about, it's going to bother you because you get to a point where your mind cannot grasp what you need to do. And that's what they're wearing you down with all of these attacks. So, yes, if you can maintain, you know, the the positive attitude that, that a lot of us do, are able to do, it's not going to hurt you. But the belief system to get to that point is a hurdle. All right. And so just be aware that that is your goal. And hopefully you are integrating it into your life. Don't give up on it because you're under massive attack, real attack, not something that is some fairy tale. It's real attacks on, with all of this electromagnetic stuff. And uh, one of the ways you can protect yourself is, is look into Shungite if you haven't. And if you have, get more. Get other people on it. I, you know, we just got to hang in here for vir- virtually weeks at this point. You know? Okay, months maybe. But we're going to get through this. So, you know, just I agree with Jan completely. That's the way you do it. But getting there sometimes is a little bit difficult. Let me put it to you that way. So we're going to uh, take a break here. And welcome back to Say What Show. It's December 16th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard and Mona Rattler and Jan Shaw. Um, yeah. Okay. So back to the ETs for a minute here, unless somebody wants to say something that, in response to what I said. Well, I'd like to say something. Okay. <laughs> surprise, right. surprise. Because, I mean, I don't want to, you know, in response to what you were saying, yes, it's not easy to get to that state of mind. You know, it's something that you develop through doing a lot of work on yourself over years. And I've done it for years. 
And that has become my innate belief system now that I'm not subjected to things in that external reality that could affect me. And it does take a lot of self-discipline. It does, does take a lot of inner work to get to that point. And, um, but it, you know, if we come back to your laws of cosmic reality, you know, reality is what you believe it to be. And people just don't realize the power of that. They don't. And it, it's... I just feel that I'm not in that dimension that puts me at risk to those particular conditions. And so far, so good is all I can say. So, you know, if you can develop that's why, that's that why mindset. I you. Thank you, that's my why, dear. <laughs> you know, seriously, because you have made that transition, mm. you know. But you're talking from a position, see, you know, there's a thing about a good teacher is somebody that got C's, not A's, when they were learning to be a teacher. Because a C student can understand the problems the students have, an A student can't. And I, I maybe you're an A student, you know, I mean, maybe you just got it. But I know it took years. I know it took discipline. It took a focus of looking at life from the observer's standpoint. Um, but, but I am a teacher, and this is what I teach other people yes. to be able to do. So it's not something that, you know, just came like that. It was, I had to learn the process of doing it, you know, um, I mean, I always say it's like my horse background. The people that are naturally um, wonderful dressage horsemen cannot teach people to get the same results because it comes so naturally to them that they can't explain how they got there. But I, could ex I can explain how I've got there and I can teach other people the the principles that you can apply in order to get to that same place so as i say it's it's well, not why, just why don't you share some of those guidance points well one of you know one of the principal things which i talked about in the show and i've talked about it in multiple shows is this law this universal law of neutrality which is that nothing has meaning until you assign a meaning to it. So you've got, a, you know, a, 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 like three elements to it. You've got neutral in the middle, which says, um, I don't need to focus on that at all. Um, I'm not going to feed any energy into it at all. And then you've got taking a, making a positive interpretation which is what i always aim to do in the show you know i'm i'm giving information about all these things that are coming to light and i'm not saying oh my god this is so terrible you know oh this is happening and that is happening i'm saying this the positive thing is this is being revealed we should be really grateful that all of this is coming to light and that is feeding positive energy 
into what is a positive outcome. The other option is the negative, which is where you're into that, oh, my God, this is happening. I'm a victim. This is terrible. And you're feeding negative energy into it, which is exactly what the dark side wants. They want that loosh, which is fear and doubt and panic and all the negative energies. And if you think about it from the point of energy, you can control, you can learn how to control your energy. And by, by starting from a neutral point, which is the detached observer, which I talked about, you're actually withholding your energy from feeding into any agenda that is being presented to you. You're looking at it from a point of view of, oh, that's interesting. Hmm, okay. Um, how am I going to look at this? And you can do it with anything. You can do it with some guy that cuts you off in traffic. And so many people get all riled up and, and angry and all the negative things. You could just say, well, so what? You know, no big deal. No energy there. And, and it really is a case of awareness of the power you have in how you control the focus of your energy. So I always look for the gift in everything. I look for the gift in no matter what circumstances. I've learned to look for the gift I mean, I've been through some real shit, I can tell you, my life story. But when I had my awakening, which was, what, 20 years ago, and I learned all this, I can look for the gift in things and then put my energy into what the gift is giving to me, whether it's a learning, whether it's um, improved my resilience whatever if it's a message if it's whatever it is there's always a gift but I don't I never I say never I'm human for God's sake you know I'm not perfect but if if I if I sense that I'm if I'm aware that I'm going into the negative I will correct myself I'll say to myself, no, 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 you're not going there. Come back, come back. And so it's something that you can learn to, to consciously control where you are putting your attention. And again, you know, I've done, I've said a lot about this with my horses. They taught me so much. I, I became, I learned how to face um, a problem. And in, in many cases, with the work I did with horses, it was literally a physically dangerous situation where I could have been seriously hurt. And I'd because I'd practiced this of always go to the solution, always go to the solution, my mind would immediately jump into visualizing, intending, this is going to happen. You're going to become calm. You're going to settle down. You're, you're going to come back under control. And, and it always did. 
even the visualization of no you're not you're going to be calm you're going to be um not submissive because i don't like that word when it's used with horses because it implies some kind of uh domination you're going to be compliant you're going to work with me we're going to be in harmony and so and and that has happened so many times and it's all in the power of the mind it's all in the power of the mind and we have control over our mind so many people are under the control of the mind they're not in control of the mind and so the mind takes them here there and everywhere and they just follow it without reining it back in literally like a horse no rein you back in no you're not going there you're not going to run off you're not going to do this i'm going to rein you back in and bring you under my control as to where i am going to focus my attention and yes it takes practice but the more you practice it it becomes second nature and to me in my case now thanks to all the teachings i've had from my various animals horses particularly it has become second nature to shift immediately solution and it's and it's not ignoring a problem it's observing a problem from that point of the detached observer to say interesting we've got a problem here okay what's my ideal outcome what's the solution and i go to that i don't go into the problem because the more you feed the problem the more you get the problem and when you're working with horses they are so intuitive if i i've been as i said in pretty hazardous situations with the horses that i work with because they were all they were all hot bloods and quite volatile if i get into fear reacting to what they're reacting to i magnify the fear which makes the whole thing explosive and so many times i could have ended up well i mean people have been killed on horse accidents but you know i i neutralize the fear by putting out calmness intention um support and and the the fear evaporated so you know it's possible for anybody but you have to work on it it just doesn't just happen like that thank you for sharing that that's that's important information any comments You're most <laughs> what I say you're most welcome. It's it's a passion of mine, you know, to be able to teach that. So it's very critical because I mean, I, I've been doing what you're saying for a long time. Uh, to be honest with you, I sort of think I came here kind of knowing that because it, it's it's always been my outlook for the you know well okay so here it is let's see what we have to do to fix it I, I i'm not prone to going into a state of fear even when things are really i mean like 
you know, emergency situations, I go into this complete state of fear, of non-fear. Oh, well, this is interesting. You know, we're about to burn up. We better do something about it. It's only after the fact when my brain kicks in and says, do you know how close you came to dying? And then it freaks me out and I get all nervous. <laughs> you know, but it's like going into these things. No, I go in with it. it it's like I, I've been thankful for it because it, it just I'd rather, you know, not have the problem and go into a complete panic than to have the problem while you're panicking because that's where you get into trouble. But like even even in the flood situations, you know, um, I've learned that what you need, if you've got a plan, if you've got a plan, then you don't go into fear. So, you know, I tell people, I say, if you think you're going to flood, then look at the floor and say, what happens if I get six inches in this floor? What happens? And pick up all the stuff that's in, threatened by it. And then, you know. Go back again and say, okay, what happens if it goes up 12 feet, 12 inches? What's what's in jeopardy there? Because if you got the plan, you know the things you need to do. If you say, oh, crap, I think it's going to go higher than six six inches. It's going to go at least to 12. So if you've got a plan, you're going to be better in life. And I think that that's one of the things that we we need a plan. We need a plan as to where we want to get. And I think that too many people, you know, awake or not awake, don't know where we're going. Where are we going? You know, well, we don't want to be here. We want to get away from where we're at. But I really would like to know from you, Jan, uh, and, and and from the information that you got from the, the SETI people when you read it earlier, you know, what is it that the ETs... And Jan Shaw think is is going to be the final outcome, not the final outcome, but the 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 next step. Let's put it that way. Well, I just want to before I do that, I want to say that um, I don't necessarily think. Yeah, in certain circumstances, you you it's helpful to have a plan where you're already aware of a potential problem. I mean, with you, Nancy, with your house and everything, you know your house is at risk of flooding. So having a plan and being prepared for it is absolutely great. But a lot of the things that come along in life, they're completely unexpected, where you can't possibly have that kind of plan. And... If you have this um, this approach of being able to do with to deal with any crisis, then a plan in that instance isn't a part of the picture. And I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, when when I was at the ranch in Austin. Um, where I was training horses, um, my Jack Russell was attacked when she was outside having a morning pee by a, a, a bunch of um, dogs, Rottweiler size. You can imagine the difference between a Rottweiler and a Jack Russell. And um, she was attacked. I heard this screaming outside and I thought, oh my God, is it coyotes? And Bill, my husband at the time, 
ran out and had to kick these dogs off her. Uh, they were literally trying to kill her. They they got her by the the shoulders. They got her by the flanks, and she ran into the into the house when she was free, snapping at everything because she thought she was under attack. And I I held her. I wrapped her in a towel. I mean, obviously, it was very traumatic to see what what she, I mean there was blood all over I just wrapped her in a towel and I stayed perfectly calm so that I could transmit that calm to her and this is one point I want to make that when we are in a position to take that kind of position to any kind of crisis that comes up or any kind of um, trauma or anything, we can transmit that energy to the people around us. And when we got, I mean, she was really badly injured. The vet was amazed that she actually survived. And I have to say some of it was due to Shanghai, of course. But when we, I had wrapped her in the towel I'd stayed completely calm. I was focused. She's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. When I got to the vets, they were astounded that her heart rate was normal. Now, when an animal has been through that kind of trauma, their heart rate would be pounding, you know, they'd be in terror, in pain. But I said, I can't believe her heart rate's normal. And this is this is where we have the power to not only keep ourselves in that state, but also transmit that level of energy to people around us. So we don't get panicked about this, that, and the other, and the people around us will pick that up. Oh, well, I don't need to panic about this then. So... Yeah, it's really powerful. Now you're going to have to remind me about your question because I've <laughs> I've forgotten about it. I don't think I asked a question. I think you. Oh, to... I know what you you were asking me. What I thought was was oh right 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 was what was going to happen. Well, <clears throat> we're going through a major meltdown at the moment in terms of everything related to the um the fiat currency particularly you know in the us they're trying to sell these bonds or whatever they are um securities to to cover their debts which are into the 30 odd trillions although i've read it's you know trillions more than that nobody wants to buy the there's all these countries now moving into asset-backed currencies um, in the BRICS organizations and so on. What's happening is the whole of the, the false reality is collapsing. And what we're going to get is a totally different paradigm at the end of it. And the ETs are, are there supporting um, they're not necessarily directly intervening, 
because of the prime directive as it is in Star Trek, unless we ask them to. But I think we're going to see a major transformation and there's many, many signs that this is in progress now. You know, the, the US corporation is dying. It's being destroyed. Um, all the people that thought Putin was, a, a, you know, a tyrannical invader, Putin was fighting the globalists. Putin was saying no to the central bank. Putin was exposing all the bio labs in the Ukraine. Putin was protecting the Russian-speaking uh, people in the Donbass against the Nazi Ukrainians who were bombing the hell out of them after the USA um, engineered the color Re revolution in 2014. We're getting rid of the warmongers. We're stopping all this um, co-option or <coughs> replacement of good people in governments by the deep state who put in their puppets. We're seeing it in Argentina. We're seeing it in some of the EU countries that are saying no. We're not going to support Ukraine. We're not buying in. We're not going to allow you to sign into the WHO. We're not going to sign up. We're not going to allow you to give away your sovereignty. You can see the dominoes falling across the world where the, the deep state players are losing control. And what we're seeing is the panic at the moment. We're seeing the panic, and that is a good sign because it shows they're losing. And well, I'm, I'm more interested in, in the concept of, you know, okay, everything's going to, they're going to shake it out. We're going to show everybody what, what the problem was. All the bad guys are going to be gone. But, you know, we've got so many utopian type of visions of where we're going next. And to me, that that's that's what what we seem to be missing. I mean, like, do we want to go back to any time in the past where? No, I don't want to do that because there was always something that was a, a problem. I want to go to a future where we don't we work we work with nature, we merge ourselves with nature, that we don't you know in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I know what it is. It's the salmon. Now they put those those uh, uh, making electricity dams, you know, across the rivers that the salmon would go up and then have their babies spawn. I guess, and that's what they call it. And so now they've decided that the salmon, and this is this is what it is. This is this this is what this this bill is. That salmon. And every other kind of critter has the same rights as a human being. Okay, it's it's a it's a law on one of those states that, or one of those towns or counties or whatever. But somebody is out there that thinks that every animal has, uh, like you know, a grizzly bear has the same rights as a human being. 
So therefore, you should not keep them from walking into your neighborhood. I mean, it's it's stark raving crazy. Um, it's not like I say you go out and you do things to animals that you you know wouldn't do to a human being. I I I mean, well, somebody pointed out that the people that are the most vocal environmentalists are people that hunt and fish because they know how intricate the landscape is and that you know no nobody that i know will stand up and say oh i thought that was a good idea about that you know you have to have all this killing in order to eat that that does you know i don't i somehow or another we got to get past that even for the animals you know like that that to me is like there's got to be a better way of living than to to have that as being the stark reality but in the stark reality we live in when they brought back the wolves into yellowstone national park the ecology of the park changed drastically because the some of the some of the animals without the the threat of the wolf were overeating the vegetation and that was causing other problems and it was the fact that the wolves weren't there to begin with that Yellowstone's ecology was just falling apart and somebody realized it brought the wolves back and within a very short period of time Yellowstone was thriving with life again so life is very well, they, they dance, destroyed you know? the balance. They destroyed yeah. the balance of nature. The same happened. Um, Colorado had, um, you know, were wanting to reintroduce wolves there. And in the Rocky Mountain National Park, um, what they had was um, a glut of uh, elk and uh, mule deer. And because there weren't predators to move these animals along, they were destroying the, um, the, the vegetation around the streams and everything else. And once the predators were reintroduced and they had to keep moving, which is their natural um, behavior, then the the natural environment was restored and the, there's also um there's a ranch up in uh, montana i think may have been wyoming i'm not sure who farmed bison and what they were saying was that the bison have a completely different behavior to cattle that that would have been kept there because the cattle actually had a detriment they would gather around the water and everything they'd mess up the 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 water quality they'd actually do damage to the environment there the natural environment whereas the bison who we and this was because of the winter temperatures and everything else the bison because they're um obviously genetically they they are bred they they develop to withstand 
a lot more, a lot colder temperatures. So they behave differently. And they actually regenerated the land. And this is this is the issue. When you target a particular species and say, well, we've got to get rid of that species because they're this or they're that, you actually destroy that natural balance. I mean, good grief. If you think about, if you stand back as a detached observer and look at the incredibly intricate nature of interspecies symbiosis, cooperation, even the predator-prey relationship. You know, if you've got a predator that keeps the prey community in in check, then the balance is maintained. But these egomaniacs who think they can control everything in the world, particularly these climate uh, psychopaths, they they remove one species and the whole chain is disrupted and it causes all sorts of issues. It really does. And they don't realize that it is just a miracle the way all the different species work together in absolute balance. You take one away and it's like, you've taken a brick out of the wall and the rest of the wall above it collapses and then buries the ones below. That's my uh, two penneth. (laughs) So the the key is just watching nature and seeing how nature does things. Because, I mean, I'm always amazed. I'm amazed at the human body. I'm amazed at what nature does and doesn't do. And I mean, we have to look at nature as an observer, not making these bold assumptions of stuff and just, you know, nurture, nurture what nature has has shown us works. And not only nurture it, work with it, because, you know, when when I was growing up, our geography lessons, we're not just, oh, this country's here and this country's there, which was quite a surprise to me at the time because that's what I thought geography was. But no, it was looking at farming and it was looking at um, how mixed farms, where you've got a mix of, of livestock and arable, were very much in harmony because the waste you know the the poop from the livestock we was used to fertilize the land for the arable crops um they would practice crop rotation which would um control or even destroy the pests they they would plow they would actually plant um a field with clover, which was nitrogen fixing to regenerate the soil. And then before, so they used, they used, applied the principles of nature to keep everything fertile. And then along came 
the the factory farmers they tore down the hedgerows destroyed the cover for the fields that you know protected them against the wind and the rain and everything else they created these huge monocrop fields and then they covered them with artificial fertilizers destroyed the natural biosphere in the soil because now we've got a load of food even organic which hasn't got as many nutrients as it used to because the soil has lost a lot of nutrients then they start talking about gmos that are engineered to be resistant to all these flipping chemicals you know the glyphosates in roundup oh we're going to make them roundup protective um oh this is going to save us all it's going to create a much higher yield it actually re reduced the yield in the crops i mean the we need to return to regenerative farming where this happens where you are actually working with the natural world whether it's soil or whether it's crops or whether it's anything that our self it's like the cycle of life it's self-sustaining but that was com that was completely destroyed decades ago decades ago and um so all we know. have to do is bring it back and and yeah. get, get in line again see that that that's how i feel is but I, I like the history lesson of you know how it all came about um the solutions are all there i don't see a problem with solutions and i mean it let, let's look at the gas oil situation you know oh, well I had to laugh because they've decided over at Gutfeld on Fox that they're going to call the Green New Deal the Green New Scam <laughs> because none of them are b believing in any of it anymore and they're very vocal about it. You know, they make jokes all the time. One, one, one day, and they get into, you know, the question of spirituality and one day they were talking about, you know, how, how, how do you get rid of all this darkness? And somebody said laughter and they all started laughing you know and they said there you go see it's all going away <laughs> you know so the, the, there are people in all different walks of life that are actually uh doing very very much to bring it to the people out there that look at you've been scammed you've been scammed and you know i I just think that everything, like the walk, okay, gasoline. Um, you need to have the gasoline, the oil, if you're going to go to this crazy-ass electric thingy. But the reality is, is you don't want to go to that electric thingy because that's going to kill you and everything else on the planet. So, but you still do have the, the problem of the gas and oil um, being a pollutant. Well, do you? Do you? I mean, well, that's the thing. I'm not sure it is. It can well, be used. Can Sorry, I carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me finish this. There, there are problems with it from environmental concepts to a lot of other things. But you don't need gas and oil. You need water. It's hydrogen oxygen. We've known about this for decades. They use 
oxygen and he, uh, hydrogen in order to power the spacecraft that go into outer space. This is not a science that is not understood. Unfortunately, everybody that tries to promote it is uh, suicided. So, you know, it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Now, um, one, of the, one of the things that, that I find fascinating about this whole story that we're having concerning, you know, okay, we're, 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 we're approaching a situation where something's going to have to snap because it's get, the rubber band is getting really, really stretched. And interestingly enough, and Dolly, you're going to like this part of the part of the conversation if you're still with us. Um, the things that are happening in Oak Island is fascinating, absolutely fascinating, because now they're finding that there's probably a number of different treasure vaults from different people. But I still feel that the main thing that they're after is something that was put there by the Templars. And I'm not going to underestimate the Templars' ability to be able to take, you know, because the, 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 um, uh, the what is it, the um, Ark of the Covenant is missing. It was some kind of a device, a magical device maybe, but more likely a technological device that I believe and a number of other people have, come to the conclusion that it could very well be at the bottom of what they're doing on Oak Island. So you got Oak Island that's doing its thing, and now they are getting closer and closer and closer. I mean, they really are using technology to be able to see inside what's happening, and they're getting really close. But then you have this other, two other things that are really weird, is um, Skinwalker Ranch and a ranch that's only a couple hundred miles from it that's called uh, Blind Frog Ranch. And in both cases, well, in in the case of Blind Frog Ranch, there's a, a whole story about the Aztec treasure that was taken from South America when the Spaniards came in, was brought into this Utah area, and that they were it was buried in the area of the ranch, you know, inside the borders of the ranch, they think. And it's like 50 acres of ranch or something. Um, but they're getting really bizarre. See, again, they, they started this, this season with bringing in technology because they do some really dangerous and stupid things. But they brought in the technology, and this was using electromagnetic well, it wasn't. It was. It was a lot of things. It's. It's much more beyond that. It's not your normal ability to scan. What it's looking for is uh, reflections of cosmic energies, and so they all of a sudden are looking at this chart that they've managed to get by putting sensors all over the place and taking readings, that sort of thing. But underground, and the guy that he's got. I mean, his credentials were very, very impressive. And he says to Dwayne, the guy that owns the place, he said, the only time I've ever seen this energy signature before is in a black hole. A black hole. 
you know, and it was like I got all excited. I said, oh, my God, they're using technology. Now maybe we'll get someplace. And then they proceeded to still try to get in the tunnel systems and find. It's almost like they've discarded this fact that you've got something happening on your ranch that goes against science. Why aren't you calling in scientists to look at that? No, they're still after the Aztec treasure. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that Skinwalker and, uh, what do you call the other one? Blind Frog. Yeah, the frog. Um, I think they are connected by those tunnels that they keep running into on both ranches. I'm wishing that they would... uh, Look at the scans the guy took, and he saw all the up from Blind Frog Ranch. The scans the guy took, look at all the tunnels that head toward Skinwalker. And then Skinwalker, I wish they would take all the scans they have had of tunnels and look toward Blind Frog, because I swear that they are going to connect. And then I think they will start finding, yeah, there's black hole here. Um, Not so much treasures, but uh, secrets from, (laughs) huh? Whatever's down there. Yeah, yeah, that'll do, yeah. Forget the treasure. Right. The treasure treasure is in this, it seems to be a huge complex and yes, now Skinwalker Ranch is is not it's not on right now. Hopefully, they're going to bring it back. But my God, I hope they take that that same group of people that got those readings up in Blind Frog and take it down and do a Skinwalker. You know, do it on the ranch because the Skinwalker they they're using a lot of technology and they're getting some very very strange things. I mean, they've got some kind of a vortex happening. You know, with the what is it at the fifteen hundred foot up in the air thing, a vortex, rockets hit it and bounce off. Um, they they, they took it, and they. Yeah, sky. I swear it's. I swear it's a portal, Nancy. A vortex, a a, a a black hole that takes them to different places than Earth. The same way with blind frog. They have a freaking portal, or what I just said, and and somehow I think they're, they're somehow they connect. Well, I think <laughs> it's a massive complex, you know, and and it's like you if you get involved in looking at this stuff, you're looking at people like on Skinwalker. They're all scientists. They're all you know, but to me, it's like. You're amateurs. Yeah. You know, really. I mean, this technology they put on Blind Frog, you should have done that. I mean, a lot of this technology is coming out as they go through these years of looking at it, you know. Right, right. It's like, and then they got, okay, so so Skinwalker, the producers there, started up a second show. And I don't know, like I say, these are off the air right now. But a second show where they've got two guys that go to different places that say there's all these weird shit things happening. Right. Ranch oh, or ranch, but yeah. They, called, I mean, 
they, they go, Skinwalker Ranch. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, they go out like, you know, the two of them investigating this stuff, and it is it, it's is outrageous. They're getting the same readings, and it's all over the place. It's not just in Utah. Right. They go to different places, mm-hmm. and now that Skinwalker has taught them what to look for, that's what they're looking for, and they're finding it all over the places. I mean, forget the politics. Forget the metaphysics. There's a scientific breakthrough here that's happening probably all over the world. I mean, there's a story about the Ukraine war that there's a, um, they call it an arc. And it's some kind of a technological device like a spaceship that's buried in an area in south central Ukraine that's in a desert. There's no desert at that latitude anywhere in the world, but there is there. And that the the Russians went in to protect it, to keep it from the black hats. Yeah. And you know, so there's there's stories. I mean, there are so many stories out there that even those of us that, you know, look at it's almost like don't get so focused on like the the politics or don't get so focused on the ascension symptoms or don't get so focused on you know what is happening on SETI it's like everything is happening at once you know all over the place and it's a very exciting place to be and supposedly (laughs) supposedly there's information that's being uncovered and released about Antarctica um, I'm hearing, I'm here, you know, it's sort of like the, I'm hearing drum beats. Antarctica is blowing up too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I know that we probably all volunteered to come here at this time, but I'm glad I got chosen. <laughs> if Me that's too. The case, you know, and um, yeah, there's there's just so much happening. But Moni, you haven't said anything all all the show. Do you want to say something here? <laughs> I'm really. Huh? I. No. No. Okay. I'm just glad you're here to be with us. You know. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Me yeah. Too. It mm-hmm. well, when I started this show, it was the idea of you know bringing people together like they were you know having drinks together or coffee together and you know the kind of conversations that take you to places you probably wouldn't have gone to that day if you hadn't have met with your friends that were talking about all sorts of different things and I think we've been successful at it I find that um, the more well up to five five guests or five hosts at, on, a, on a show is manageable Four and three, mostly four. If you've got four people in the show, it's got a dynamic that's different if you've only got one or two. And, you know, then the most popular TV shows are the five and five people. And um, the Gutfeld show, again, you got five people. And it made me laugh because all of a sudden, you know, they come out with that and I went, yeah, that's what say what. I've always wanted say what to be. You know, five people rotating so you get different perspectives. And that's how, you know, you, you really don't get it. 
you don't you can't be the observer if you don't ask other people what are you seeing what what's the world look like from your standpoint you know we got to talk to people and even if you don't well i wouldn't talk to them if you don't like them <laughs> but, but you know even if, if you don't fully agree with them well i don't agree with you fully on a lot of things well, no, I, I don't and always don't, agree with you, but I we, know, but we're still best friends here, and we, you know, we we talk about all this stuff. And what I do find is that um, because I'm willing to step on your toes, it forces you to give reasons why you've made an assumption. That then <laughs> I go, I don't admit it on radio, of course, but then I go, oh, maybe she's right. <laughs> Well, I don't I don't take it personally because I accept that other people might have a different point of view, which is lacking a great deal in the universe today. But anyway, no, I mean, I enjoy a good debate. I mean, isn't that what what conversation is all about? If you all be. agree with each other, it gets pretty damn boring, doesn't it? You know? But That's if people like to watch football and other sports because mm. they can be on two different teams, you know, and still drink from the same big keg of beer. <laughs> you know? well, how are you going to learn anything if everybody agrees with what everybody else says? Exactly. You go, you go brain dead and that's called a Democrat. <laughs> or if you just dismiss every other opinion because it doesn't. Um, align with yours, which is what happens as well. So, and I'm only no. kidding about the Democrats. I'm a card-carrying Democrat, so don't go all <laughs> off on it. I'm just making a joke, and I'm talking about the leftists, these these crazy people. But you know, <laughs> there is a rift. There is a rift in the Democratic Party. Oh yeah, that's a good thing. Over the uh, question of some. Oh, this was this was one of the more stunning things that has happened and that was these five presidents all women of uh mit penn state penn state or yeah penn pennsylvania university which one is it university i guess and um harvard and they went before congress and the question put to them was is genocide wrong and they said, well, it could be most of the time, but maybe not. They couldn't answer the question. And so all of a sudden, you know, you've got the head of academia who are not able to answer the question, is genocide wrong? At any level, you know. Um, and so they, the Congress made a, a you know, a resolution to demand that these presidents resign one of them already has um well and, they don't even know if they're a female because they don't know the definition oh, <laughs> what is a woman yeah quite <laughs> true <laughs> yeah but there there was a large contingency of democrats that uh that voted to get rid of these people hmm. so that's a break in the democratic party and again i feel that it's not every Democrat, you know, they're playing by the rules. I think that if you want to be a politician, you're probably a sociopath to begin with, because that's what Harvard said. Harvard did a, a study on it, and they came to the conclusion that 
the personalities of politicians are basically sociopaths, which my experience tells me, yes, that's probably true. But you've got an awful lot of uh, Democrats who are now are looking for excuses to do the right thing. And I think this was a major break in their, you know, control over those people. So, again, it's another good sign. There's a lot of good signs out there. Uh, yeah. So um, we've got about four minutes here. Dolly, is there anything you'd like to say? I'm sure we want love blankets. And please send send your prayers and love blankets and energy to uh, to yeah. Walt. You know, um, he needs all of our support. It's uh, It's not easy what he's going through. And like I say, he, he actually apologized for not being so positive. And it's like sometimes life kicks you so hard, you can't, you know, you lose your breath and you can't even think. Right. And I think he's kind of in that that kind of a situation. So please just pray for him. He's going to be fine. But it's, it's, it's a lesson he has to learn, I guess. That seems to be, you know always a lesson we have to learn and um, just see him getting through it don't think of him being you know anything except getting through this and uh, yeah focus on the outcome yeah yeah some lessons are just harder than others and I think he's going through one of the harder ones and, Hmm. and we can see him on the other side of that lesson that's right he has yep. learned it completely. Yeah. Back yeah. talking about human design. Yeah, mm. really. <laughs> Driving yeah. us crazy with his different little comments. <laughs> well, yeah. I love human design, actually. So I love when he starts talking about that. <laughs> I'm a great fan of it. <laughs> yeah, but you don't listen to every broadcast he's on. He likes well, it. That's true. <laughs> You know, he finds human design and things that Dolly and I, why did he bring that subject up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who said the wrong word? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Oh, bless him. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should message him and say, go look at your human design. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you being your not self? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always better uh, to ask a question than to give a demand. True. Mm-hmm. So ask hey, him, have you looked at it instead of go look at it? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Dolly, you're not going to be here next week. So do you want to say Merry Christmas to everybody? Yeah, I do. Merry Christmas, y'all. I'll be at my daughter Sherry's with, with Sherry's whole side of the family. So I'll be very blessed. And, and I want to say may God bless you all with... Um, happiness or at least a glimmer of happiness in your life and remember I love y'all love blankets okay and um, with that we're going to let everybody go on to their lives thank you for being here so appreciate your support can I say goodbye yes you can (laughs) thank you Goodbye to everybody. Thank you for being here. I love you all. And I'll be here next week in place of Dolly. So (laughs) I'll see you then. Peace and joy for everybody.
Love yourselves as well as others. Peace. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>